0: Chestnuts for to keep-
1: Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN, and that is the Chicago Soul Review. Hey, Hi, everybody. <laughs> thanks for joining us. You know, I'm sitting there watching you guys, and we're up. I wish I want to paint a I want to paint a picture of, uh, you can see the skyline, you can see Navy Pier, you can see Lakeshore Drive. It's like being in a Holiday Inn uh, lounge from the <laughs> 60s or something. So thanks, Felicia, for bringing the group in. Uh, we got Tracy Baim as co-host for this segment. Uh, first of all, right off the bat, why don't you introduce the band?
2: Okay, well, I'm Felicia Patton. I am the lead singer um, to my, well, I don't need to give you Yeah, directions. you don't need to give <laughs> So that's Albert Caldwell. He's on Keys, and he also sings... Um, and then we have Jim Gifford on drums, and then we have Kevin Gwen on bass, David Taylor on guitar, and our saxophone player Cyril Lawrence is sick. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: and talk about how the group got together. Um, I know you guys; you were on the show. I mean, you play a lot at, on Saturday night at uh, yeah. unt- Untitled. Yes. But yeah.
2: <laughs> and we actually have another show on Untitled coming up in January, January nineteenth. Okay, yeah, January 19th. Um, so, um, how it got together was they were already a band, except for uh, Kevin, he came in later. So, they were already a band, and um, I came in to kind of critique the band. I came in with a label, and um, the guy who brought me in, he didn't even let me get a word in. He was just like, oh, I hate the singer. And so, he had me bring in other singers, um, and he didn't like any of those or the ones he brought in. And so, he was like, you just be in a band. And then that's how I got in the band.
1: So. And had you been in a band before? No, I not
3: the, the <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did not <laughs> muscle them. It's
2: not my fault. I didn't
0: make them.
1: So, what was the band that was existing before this?
3: Um,
2: it, it was this band. It was, this, were, st- it was still
1: called Chicago Soul mm-hmm. Review. Uh, they,
2: I don't think they had a name. They didn't have a name. They didn't have a name yet. Okay,
1: well, we so. Did we did, but we hadn't um,
3: done any shows or. Any
1: so how'd you get in Untitled? When's your when you you know when's your next gig at Untitled? You're almost in regular rotation there, at least once a month.
2: Yes, at, at least just about. We didn't do December. Um, they have some special December stuff going on, um, but uh, usually at least once a month, sometimes twice, we do Untitled. We've been doing it for about three, maybe four years. So uh, we got in first. We did their Sunday brunch first, um, and then. After, like the first time they put us on a Saturday rotation um so they called a, call us pretty regularly
1: and untitled is I don't have the address in front of me it's so not untitled
2: t- is on 111 North Kenzie. that's yeah. that great parking lot that's right that's where next I always park my it. car they yeah. don't have a door yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't have a door until they open um it's really nice and in between each set they have a burlesque dancer
1: that's what I yeah you've you told me about <laughs> that had to
2: get you in but yeah, yeah you're, I'm you're always
1: on here when when when's your next gig there?
2: It's January nineteenth.
1: January nineteenth. Yeah.
2: So we'll do we do three sets, eight to eleven.
1: Eight to eleven. And then
2: there's a DJ after that.
1: And will the Burlesque dancer be there?
2: Burlesque huh? dancer comes on, yes. It, uh, automatically.
1: That really is kind of old school Chicago stuff. I mean, you yeah. know, like um, uh, Burning Spear and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, you know what I mean? Back to the reviews and That's stuff like kinda
2: that. Kind of what they do. They celebrate Prohibition every year, and they have like over 400 types of whiskey. Like they're really big on. Like, I heard about that. Feel. Um, it's in like revenue. a super club. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. A club.
1: But it's like a subterranean. I mean it's it's not you don't have the view like you have here. I keep looking I at that. No, it is it is below ground. Yeah, it yeah. is below ground. Is yeah. Bad. Yeah. So Felicia, I mean you were on the show once yeah. and you you gave me that Aretha Franklin riff and I was just completely yeah. knocked out. <laughs> um Talk about your background, and I really want to talk about um, it's in the church and, of course, the merging of uh, gospel music with soul music. But talk about your background in the church first.
2: So um, hmm. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, Chicagoan, and I grew up in Englewood. But in my neighborhood, they only had storefront churches. So they would just pop up. Um, If something dangerous happened, they might have got shot out or robbed, and then they'd disappear. And so we went when they popped up. So, my grandma was the religious one, so we went with her. Um, and then when I got to high school, that's when I started doing performing arts at Curie. At Curie? Um, yeah, Curie over there, Archer and Pulaski. And that's where I really got into doing choirs and stuff like that. Um, and um, just for me, gospel and blues and soul and uh, jazz and all of that is kind of intertwined. So like sometimes when I write something so, I'll end up having to put it. In a blues, because it just—it's so connected. Like one chord will change it for me. Um, so for me, soul is just—it's like gospel. It's gospel without uh, the religious part of it, like the religious faith aspect of it. Um, and um, I always, for me, I'm always the one writing about relationships. I always tell them not to do because yeah. <laughs> usually for me, it's—it's it's like the emotion that way. So you have gospel that's relation connected to faith. Um, and then you have soul, which is relationship connected to other people, like the, that kind of uh, the ins and outs of that.
1: Uh, yeah. Back in the day, um, and I don't know if this is, is 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 true right now, but back in the day, with Sam Cook coming out of the church, even Lou Rawls came out of the church and stuff. There was uh, debate. And Otis Clay used to talk about this a little bit. Um, debate if you could live in both worlds. You either had to be a gospel singer or a soul singer, and it was it was dangerous to cross over. Is that still a part of the conversation now?
2: Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so as much. I think some people have a problem with it. The more conservative um, sects of the black church can be like that, uh-huh. um, but not like the mainstream. they know that. Um, Th- there's crossover the music is crossover the chords that we use in the black church is uh, are also the chords we use when we do soul and blues and jazz and they all have the same influence uh, so it's it's and uh, and most mainstream artists I would be very clear about that have gospel musicians backing them yeah uh-huh. so it's it, that crossover is very clear um
1: Okay, we're gonna take a break. You come back with a song off your new record, right? Yes. It's okay. Around. okay, so don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on W G N Go. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. That's the Chicago Soul Review. And that's the title track?
2: Yes, it's the title okay. track of our album.
1: In and Out. In or Out. In or Out. Yeah. And talk about that. You Did you co-write that?
2: Yeah, I wrote that.
1: Okay, talk uh, about the song.
2: So I wrote that song. <laughs> because somebody... <laughs> Somebody left, but they kept trying to come back. And so they were getting on my neck. So my husband was like, well, do they want to be in or out? And so then I ha- I recorded like the some melody on my phone. That's usually where I write stuff on my phone. And so I, I recorded that on my phone. And then I bring it in to the guys and I tell them what course. So I'll record for this. I didn't do it. But sometimes I record like bass lines with my mouth and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: Well, now, when did you write the song? Because you talked about it with your husband. Um, so was it before your husband wasn't in or out? Was no, it? it wasn't my <laughs> husband. It
2: wasn't. Our, it wasn't that type of relationship. Yeah, it, was, okay. so, uh, it was our it was our form of baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know he's out of us <laughs> that. But you know I lost the
1: sequence there. But yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah.
2: So he kept. So it was like,
1: yeah. and. Uh, the Chris Pollard, formerly a Megadeth, played yeah, on the track. Yeah. So
2: what happened was, come here, how, Dave. So yeah, Dave, talk that about that how
1: this Chris how Megadeth got involved. Played
2: on that on the record. Okay. And so when we did it live, this is I'll tell you what happened. Well,
4: uh, yeah, I guess good story. It's a testament to how cool of a guy Chris is. Uh, he came to sit in with us on our album release party, and um, where was that at? Uh, Untitled. Untitled. Uh, okay. Yeah, classic place for us. Yeah. And um, yeah, you think about a guy who has every right to. Um, You know, be snobby or whatnot. Uh, We were playing a song I wrote uh, called Relief. Uh, First note of my solo, I go for a bend and uh, my uh, string breaks. First time I've ever broken a string uh, on stage live. Uh, The guitar I was playing went totally out of whack. It's not the kind of instrument that you still get notes that are in tune. Everything's totally alien. Uh, Chris comes rushing from uh, the backstage somewhere with his instrument, uh, thrusts it into my arms. Uh, guess and a mega death guy would do that. He would thrust it. He would. It, it, it was. a definite thrust. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was not time for anything but a thrust. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but um. But but yeah. It, it was great. It uh. It was in tune. It played great. Uh, I got to play the rest of my solo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Great experience uh, playing with him. Yeah. Well, how did he get involved in, in the track?
2: Well, he's Thanks, good Dave. friends with um Jim, and we're actually actually all of us are on his next album coming out. What's the name of the album, Jim?
3: Um. Chris Poland Resistance.
2: It's called Chris Poland Resistance. And actually, all of us are on different songs. I wrote three songs for it. Wow, that's rock great. <laughs> and it's on this album. Um, I think Rhyme Fest is on there. Everybody, I was doing some uh, organ on there. Everybody's playing on there. And Jim is mixing it um, with uh, the kid. Well, I mean, how'd you meet him? How, how, how
1: did he come into the, into the fold? How did
2: he come into the fold?
3: Jim? Um, well, I've been friends with Chris for a while now. We had a project it um we did a record and it ran its course and then we started plotting our next thing um which is this record that will be out in the spring and um this time we decided to use all my chicago people so these people and and then some uh, yeah it's awesome It's, it's gonna be cool and uh, uh,
1: after the news, I want to talk about distribution. But while we're on the topic, talk about how people can find the music, the website. Um
2: so our website is www.chicagosoulreview.band, and the same for our Instagram and our. Um Twitter and Facebook is all the same. They can find us on Amazon, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, they can find the record. You can listen to it, stream it, and or um, buy it and download it's it. It's a
1: great record. Uh, floppy Rug. I like that song. That's Dave. It's yeah. about
2: a rug. He was <laughs> actually moving. Yeah. Because he was getting married.
4: When well, writes about love, I write about rugs. <laughs> but
2: it's very deep. I, I want him to get it on a Bissell commercial. Yeah. I don't
4: know what yeah, that. Is a bad idea? Jack, you know, yeah. stop
1: <laughs> playing. So, um, we're going to take a break for David Jennings the News you got another couple songs we definitely want to talk about Sharon Jones but I want to talk influences when we come back Sharon mm-hmm. Jones Etta James yeah. we talked about Aretha last time we you yeah. were on the show and I want to talk about how you get the music out there these days too okay. so don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGN
0: She hailed from Augusta, Georgia I'm a name that I
1: What you're talking about, wow, <laughs> Felicia Patton and the Chicago Soul Review. Man, they gave me goosebumps!
2: Thanks. Wow,
1: that was so that's off the new record, yes, tribute to shit. Talk about that song, and okay. I got some follow up questions. Sharon Jones,
2: <laughs> funny story. I that song was originally called Mr. Right, and I dedicated it to my husband. And then when Sharon passed away, I took it away from him, so it was an add on last. So we had already finished the record, and we kind of <laughs> added that also. I do have to write him another song that's not a breakup song. So <laughs> I don't know what day that is, but actually, Jim ha- actually met Sharon, and so that was the inspiration for the band.
1: So, Jim, Jim, yeah, yeah, like, Jim the drummer, Jim the drummer, Jim, yeah, get close to that mic there, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know, like maybe twelve,
3: fifteen years ago. Thanks, Felicia.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> I had a a uh, instrumental soul band that opened up for them at um, Double Door.
1: Really? Yeah, and it was what a band? Cal- what, what band was that?
3: It was called the Soul Rays. Okay, and um. Uh, I wasn't hip to them and it was a great crowd, great show and everything. Uh, We went down to the green room and we're partying and um, all of a sudden somebody says, hey Sharon, get your tail on (laughs) stage.
1: That's a good word. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh man, you're Sharon. And so then, um, yeah, she ran up there and proceeded to destroy us. And um, yeah, it blew my mind. And so then I decided that the next uh classic soul thing i do will have vocals and you know we'll use sharon as kind of a starting point yeah so good, yeah good
1: good good felicia um uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, talk about your influences i know there's an etta james track on the record and we've talked about aretha talk about sharon jones talk about the role of female vocalists um in your career both artistically and emotionally
2: so for me, um, Sharon Jones is really important because she kind of had the same kind of life I did. She did odd jobs. I was a medical biller before that. I was in the army. I did you all kinds. Army? Of, yeah, not very long. I realized I can't run that well. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like my genes are just to birth of babies, and I'm not doing that anymore. So, so there's that. <laughs> um, but she, you know, taught uh, piano, and she she did a choir at church. And she was in soul. So that same kind of progression, same thing Aretha Franklin did. She came out of the church and then kind of transitioned into soul. It's for me, it's interconnected. It's telling the story of your life. And it's not just faith. Um, it's also uh, your whole life. It can be heartaches, your everyday experiences. It's all connected.
1: Um, for both of you, I-, I want Tracy to talk about this, too. I mean, there's I, a little bit of talk about, I mean, maybe there's a lot. <laughs> 2018 being the year year of the woman and stuff. So both of you are in your careers. Tracy, we touched on that in your segment. And Felicia, what's it like to try to move forward in a male-dominated world?
2: Oh, For both
0: well, you that
1: is um, I want you guys to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a
2: lot of man- mansplaining. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of that. Um, there can be a lot of talking over you and people try to they don't hear your voice as much. You can, And then when you're more forceful, then you're just being, you know, a brat. We're going to use that word <laughs> bratty or something like that. And I'll tell you, in all the times that I've subbed out and this is not them, like if I sub out any. Body in my band, I've never gotten suggested a female instrumentalist ever. They're in, they were in college with me, but I don't see them represented in Chicago. They don't tend to sub them out, which is kind of disappointing to me.
5: Yeah, it's sad that it's still very unusual to see women in the larger bands. I mean, when I was um, coming out in this, the the eighties. I was like, oh, this is going to be it now. You know, we're going to get some more women on stage for, you know, it's not necessarily a woman singer or a man singer or whatever, that there would be more integration across many uh, fields, and it's and it's really sad. You know, music to me is very much like journalism. There's a lot of parallels to it right. in terms of the industry and the, and the hard to break through. We're telling stories just in a different way, a different rhythm. And in many ways, journalism itself is mimicking the music industry where people are having to freelance, they're having to make their way, they have a day job, and then they got their journalism job. So whenever I talk to journalism students, I'm like, think about musicians. Sometimes you may not be able to do that career your whole life for 40 years, but you can always do it on the side. Um, So I'm very inspired by the musicians I know that really struggle and on a daily basis are creating inspirational music despite all the obstacles they 're against,
1: yeah right, yeah, I mean, you guys have day jobs and stuff or?
2: um actually everybody's a teacher uh they oh you are teachers they it, it, they all teach their instruments um and Dave actually fixed his guitars you don't teach anymore you taught my daughter um for a little bit but then he quit uh (laughs) kevin teaches bass he has a website for that too albert teaches at music net um and i teach out at um in calumet city it's like a it's a low profit it's really low profit it's for um kids it's called epic arts and entertainment and so we teach them how to do our acting dancing modeling stuff like they just put on annie um and we funded it we built stages and all of that and we Uh, Took them out. Um, We're trying to tour them. And I just actually came from a showcase um, for them today. They were doing a ballet and all of that stuff. So they don't pay much. Um, They pay like a small fee for the month and then they can take all of the classes. Um, We just get to bring that. We don't see that outside of Chicago, like in the adjoining suburbs. So that's what the focus was.
5: Do that. And I, I wanted to say one more thing, too, about women in music. I listen to Pandora, and if I had time, I would take a list. And every time I pick a woman singer, there's plenty of men they play. Mm-hmm. But when you pick a male singer, it's very, very rare that they'll pick a woman to match with it. And even the traditional Christmas music they play is almost all white men. Um, and that's money, right? Spotify and Pandora and it's Apple. The same
2: with church music.
5: Yeah, they just it's all
2: don't. white men. I mean, yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I work in the church. I work... Um I work for the Hymn Society and I work for all of that stuff. So I, it's it's all men. Yeah. It's it's all it, that's just how it works. They get a lot of the credit and a mm-hmm. lot more, they have more of a platform. Mm-hmm. They do their best, but they still get a better platform than mm-hmm. the women do. We st- we struggle a lot more. <laughs> what about
1: when you uh, do you play other places besides Untitled? Like, do you have a manager or who negotiates the deals? Who who goes we're working
2: to ba- on a manager? Usually Jim uh, does our contracts. Does okay, um, uh, we're working on a manager right now that might be solidified soon. So. If you hear me out, there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're working on that a, a, a right there. But yeah, we all do different. I impersonate Aretha Franklin and Etta James. It's like right that. So I do that on the side. Sometimes we break down and do jazz and blues. So um, you can see us all around, and we do uh, park districts and stuff.
1: Do you? Really? We, yeah. I we, mean, you know what I'm going to make you do? You, meant, I want Tracy. Can you just do a little bit of Aretha Franklin for Tracy? <laughs> just a <acapella? laughs> oh, If you
5: If you would like,
1: I did that last time you were on the show. Just you don't have to. You know, just uh-huh. just a riff. It's so good. <laughs> Um,
2: um, um
5: Chain.
0: Chain, chain, chain Chain of fools For five long years, yeah I thought you were my man But I found out, yeah I'm just a link in your chain Oh, yeah You got me where you want me I ain't nothing but your fool You're treating me mean Oh, oh, you're treating me cruel
5: yeah, R- there you R- go, IP Aretha. You're, yeah, thank you for that. In uh,
1: the year of Aretha, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> can, they can play the reader celebration party when you, when you hit your goal. I, yeah, just yeah. call
2: me. I'm around. I'm I, here. <laughs> I can't. I, I live here in Chicago. I can't leave. I <laughs> wanted to.
1: Um, we were talking, and then for both of you guys, um, about s- soul music. Is probably my favorite type of music, and you, and there is such a deep message in, in the great soul songs. Um, and can you talk about? Any interactions you've had with your fans, with people on the street, uh, uh, the, the terminology I had here was soul music is the gateway for conversation and stuff. So the message of soul music and the feeling of soul music, the deep feeling of soul music, what you just did there. Yeah, yeah.
2: well, people people are very connected to soul music. There's a large group of people who just feel safe and happy when we do a rescue me or we do a tell mama or at last that's just it connects people to their experiences in life so they just feel connected and 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 people seem feel closer to us and uh very grateful that we we bring stuff that they know that they're used to healing that hearing that same feeling they they just really connect with it so it it is a way it does bring a lot of conversation and and everybody seems happier with that of all ages Um, They seem so it's not too complicated. It's just simple enough. It gets you the story It's deep enough, but it's approachable and it's accessible to everybody. So people of all ages tend to just connect to it, even if it's their family members or their parents who did it. It's just. It just—it's just a conversation starter, and they—they they just feel happy about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Tracy. Same thing about just music building building bridges and stuff.
5: Oh, I mean, music. Obviously, a lot of this music, music came out of the movement in the nineteen sixties, and it was integral to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So, right. I grew—I was born in sixty three. Um, the year Kennedy was killed, and this music was music my parents played mm-hmm. on records, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the old the old records, in the, and it was so important for me. Style. Style. <laughs> yeah, it's back in style. Records are back in style. Um, it it is really it is the soul of America, right? Mm-hmm. It, it and there were many singers that were really strongly part of the civil rights movement and hurt their careers in many ways. Mm-hmm. They were exploited by, by the industry, and yet they still persevered and and tried to survive in this industry.
1: And it's great with a, a, a name like the Chicago Soul Review. Uh, what you're saying there is in the 60s, Chicago was such a pivot point for so many of these great soul singers with a message, whether it be Sam Cooke's A Change mm-hmm. Is Gonna Come, you know, the stuff the staple singers were doing. I still think he's terribly underrated, Curtis Mayfield, you yeah. know, that stuff. So um, it's great to carry on that tradition. We've talked on the show before that sometimes soul gets a, a short shrift in a city. It's so deeply associated with the blues, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's just great to see soul music being played out live. And yeah, you know, I mean,
2: with the loss of Sharon and um, she had a label mate who passed away, too. I don't remember what his name was, um, but he was on that. Uh, Tone Records too It's just this This gap We don't have anybody Who is around our age Who is doing it Like there's some Younger people doing it But like we just need to see those bodies Those elders Those older people Just feeling in Because like, they're there yeah. just Why aren't they being celebrated So we're just Trying to bring it back we just need bring Simple stuff but I'm glad you're good. doing
1: that <laughs> Alright we're going to take a break You're going to play one more uh, sh- little bit of a song Yeah And then uh, I want to talk about distribution And then we'll wrap it up okay? okay So don't go away On Nocturnal Journal On WGN
2: War And fuel And
0: military rule Looking out your window, things can seem pretty From one and two, one thing seems true You and me together, I think we can make it through Extraordinary feel of Buster stool you will be forgotten like a murder in close your eyes and change your point of view we can get away and get drunk dance into the blues that every
4: Soul <laughs> us, uh, do that song talk about that song
2: <laughs> uh that's called relief and actually dave wrote that song uh dave you want to say something quick about it
4: uh, yeah, I mean there's like a obvious uh, political message yeah. and you can get lost in politics and uh we could very well talk for a long time about it. Uh relief is about uh all of that noise and then sometimes you got to forget about it and be with someone that you love and uh, get drunk dancing to the blues and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh yeah, that, that's a relief. Did you
1: write that specifically for the band?
4: Uh I did. Yeah, yeah, I think I started with that little uh riff at the end. Um, uh-huh. that we kind of play around with live and um and then yeah, it turned into kind of a political thing too. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Felicia, before we get into... uh, I want to talk about the label and how people can find the record. Why don't we introduce everybody one more time? Just say what uh, instruments they're playing.
2: Okay. You just heard from David Taylor. He's our guitarist. And then we have behind um, him, we have Kevin Gwynn on bass. Then we have Albert Caldwell on keyboard. And right next to me, we have Jim Gifford on drums. And I'm Felicia Patton, and
1: I'm the vocalist. Okay. (laughs) And Chicago... Talk about, I guess, Jim, You're the, yeah. talk about how this works. Chicago Creed is a label owned by the Music Garage. So talk about the dynamics of all this. Well, um, Music Garage is a,
3: a partner in it, but it's mostly owned by um, uh, a gospel label that's uh, been around for quite a while, uh, Kingdom. Okay and um, they have a number of imprints and um, do mostly uh, gospel and soul um, although they're getting to into other things now um, Chicago Creed is um, specifically for Chicago based um, original music and um, yeah they, they, they've been great and urban ideas limited partnership yeah they're, they're they're part of the Chicago Creed as well and what is that um, the that's a, a a vehicle that um they develop other things like i think they're going to start working on a um a music um complex in the south suburbs um so yeah. yeah like they're they've got a lot of irons in the fire so to speak and they do bring a lot of um non-music business um energy to the music business it sounds like you have you been playing soul music and R and B around
1: here for a while, don't um,
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I started with um, the Soul Rays um, sometime around the end of last century.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> this would have been better, straight up Clinton administration.
1: <laughs> well, where I'm going with that is how has the landscape uh, changed? I mean, is you know, were gigs harder then? I mean, you know, uh, what's the response to the type of soul music that you play
3: um, over I, the years? I think it's uh, I think it's it's pre-Sharon Jones right. and post-Sharon Jones. Um I think Sharon uh, kind of blazed a trail mm-hmm. and brought the the kids into the the mix. And um that, you know, thankfully has continued, you know, and there are
1: other bands around doing, you know, similar uh, stuff that we do um i was gonna ask you guys when you go, all go out and teach i mean how much uh, interest is there in in real instruments as uh, as opposed to electronics and, and and stuff like that making real music yeah i mean soul music oh, is,
2: yeah. well we all teach real instruments and yeah. the fundamentals and um from square one so these these are real teachers yeah. <laughs> and i teach them um So I have two masters in sacred music. And so I teach and I've been classically trained. So I teach uh, vocals that way with the classical bass and um, try to bring out their natural soul and soul and gospel is like natural is not really something you can teach. You either have that or you don't, but you can use that classical training to kind of amp that up and to bring some techniques so that their voices last longer just kind of like a rock musician they lasts longer so they don't have vocal fatigue they don't get vocal nodules and all of
1: that stuff soul is a soul is a feeling
2: yeah soul is a feeling you feeling you have to feel it you have to internalize When i tell them you have to internalize where the chords are going if you can't hear where they're going if you don't have it the baseline for the song in your head then you don't you don't know it you have to be able to hear it if you yeah yeah that's just it i mean you can do whatever technique you want to but you'll be just you'll just be guessing yeah
1: i wonder if anyone taught michael bolton it's the
2: same. Who am I supposed? No, I'm, no, we're not gonna go there. I'm gonna try that. No, don't do that. No, hearing it. Oh. you have to hear it. You have to know where it's going. Yeah,
1: you have to know. All mm-hmm. right, let's uh, talk about one more time how people can find your music mm-hmm. and uh, talk about upcoming gigs.
2: Okay, so you can find us at www.chicagosoulreview.band uh, dot chicago Soul review dot band on Instagram, Facebook. Um, The album is on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. Um, You can stream it and and buy it. Um, You can... Our next gig is at Untitled Supper Club on january 19th from 8 to 11 and if you come on out you can see a nice little burlesque dancer in between um and get some nice uh drinks and food
1: and you got a new project coming up you're working on a new
2: Um, we're working on a new project we're going back in the lab in january we've already started a couple of songs um so we're getting we're getting some good stuff going on there we got a good Good amount of stuff. So look well, out for next
1: year. Well, thank you all so much for coming up here to join us. This is, this thank has been you. a real treat to have the yeah, first real you, band in this, you, in this studio. It so sounded much. great. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, uh, Chicago Soul Review. Thanks, Tracy Bain, for riding shotgun all night and, uh, <laughs> and asking questions. And thanks also to Dan Long and Aubrey Mumpower.